And I would put a challenge out to you. The younger you are uh, in the room, the more of this challenge will fall on your shoulders in the years ahead to be sure that you always remember those who came before us. You know, we live in an era and a time right now, sadly, where, you know, if you blow your nose too loud, people are rioting in the streets and they forget what real hardship is like, what real war is all about, uh, and the freedom that was paid for. Uh, Don't ever forget that generation uh, that laid everything on the line so we could literally do this. But I've talked to people, I know people here in our city who've moved from other places where you can't come and assemble like this and worship God like this freely. And they still do it in their countries. They just risk their life every single weekend uh, when, they, when they show up. Uh, let's always be grateful for the freedom we have, but do not let the freedom we have water us down and just get us to be eh, kind of casual, lukewarm. Amen? I want you to do this before we start. I want you to stand up. Yep, everybody who's watching this uh, on the video as well, stand up. I want you to turn to someone next to you and say, God is doing something great. Okay, hang on. Don't sit down yet. I want you to do that one more time and say it like you actually believe it. God is doing something great. All right, come on. Have your seats. We're going to dive into this here. Like Mary said, we are not a religious church, never have been, never will be. We're going to pick up here week two of our vision series, and I'm super excited about this. <clears throat> Today and uh, next weekend, these next two, two parts, we are now going to start to share with you some, uh, some of the new initiatives that are going to launch in 2019. 2018 has been a pretty awesome year around here. Uh, There's been a lot of cool things that has happened, a lot of cool things that God has done, Uh, but we've got some more things planned for 2019. I first want to do a quick recap, okay? I I wouldn't want to turn the page uh, prematurely uh, without doing a quick recap of this year, because you may remember, those who were here at the start of the year, uh, we we revealed a a short list of things we were going to work on uh, in 2018, Uh, and we're going to just, I'm going to update you on the progress uh, of those things. Right Now Media, for our church members, you'll recall we launched Right Now Media earlier this year. This is a great online database. Everybody who is a member of Living Hope, I mean, there's gazillions of videos on there, great content, great series. Uh, I'm on there all the time, finding uh, video content and things to share with uh, different uh, groups in the church, uh, and I know the members are as well. So we were happy to launch that. Anyone who ever becomes a member, you will get a free subscription to Right Now Media. We announced that we were going to begin Win at Life seminars. Uh, We announced two of them, a Win at Life financial seminar and a Win at Life marriage seminar. I'm happy to say we got to one of them. We held our Win at Life uh, financial seminar this year, and Brad Robin did an absolutely fantastic job. Why don't you put your hands together uh, for Brad on the great job uh, he did on that. Uh, We're going to do that again this year, uh, next year in 2019. Uh, And the Win at Life Marriage Seminar, uh, we're actually just about to launch the small group uh, portion of that. There's going to be some small group mentoring and training uh, that Doug and Barb Gervin are going to run, and they're going to actually do this out of their home. They're super excited to get some couples together. They're going to do groups at a time, uh, probably, you know, four, five, six couples at a time uh, in their home and do some small group uh, marriage training and marriage mentoring. And also, uh, we are going to be doing a Win at Life Marriage Seminar uh, here uh, early in 2019. So we didn't get to it this year, but it is going to be happening uh, for anyone who's interested uh, in the new year, uh, as well as Doug and Barb doing the small groups uh, in the new year. Uh, We announced that we were going to be launching uh, A groups. We were going to start to slowly roll out A groups, uh, which are uh, connected, of course, with our A teams, uh, people who minister in the A teams. Most of you don't know this, but these uh, A groups, the first three or four of them have been quietly running behind the scenes for a few months now. Uh, because we're just getting them up to speed, training them, helping them get developed. And man, I'm telling you, the first crop of leaders that we've been rolling out with are doing a great, great job. We're hearing great feedback from the people in the groups, as well as the leaders. Uh, And you'll hear more about this uh, in 2019 as it now begins to roll out more broadly uh, across the church. Like we always do around here, we like to start and just build, you know, sustainably, slowly, systematically, instead of just throwing something out there that uh, isn't really ready to be thrown out there. When this thing goes more full scale in 2019, it'll be ready to go uh, full scale, and it'll be a real blessing uh, to you. Uh, We launched a small group leaders app 
How many are a small group leader and have been able to take advantage of that small group leaders app here? (coughs) It is an absolutely tremendous resource. Uh, Mary and Melissa did an amazing job just getting this thing all organized and populated with the contents. Just this week, I I was having a discussion with one of my uh, small group leaders, uh, and we were getting ready. uh, He was getting ready to do some ministry with someone, and we were able to look on the app and get all the information they needed and the material uh, that they needed. It is a great, great, great uh, resource for our, our leaders. Uh, we launched a new website in 2018. We said we were going to, and we did. Uh, Marisa did an amazing job building this uh, entire website from the ground up. Uh, if you by some chance have missed it, hop online later on, uh, findhope.tv, and have a look. We hosted our first Ask the Pastor weekend, well, our first one in many, 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 many years, probably 15, 20 years uh, since we did, did one of those. My parents did an amazing job with that, uh, answering your questions uh, about all kinds of different topics. We, of course, had our transition weekend. We announced the transition weekend was coming. We just did that two weeks ago. That in and of itself is a big enough undertaking uh, to, to dive into uh, through a year. Uh, and we made it through that. Gage Park Campus launch. Come on, we launched the campus this year. This was the year. Come on, give yourselves a hand for that. Absolutely. That, that is a huge undertaking, a massive undertaking to launch a new campus in our city And man, oh man, I'm going to share some info with you next week on how this sets us up to impact so many more people with the gospel in our city. Uh, Basically, the simplest way for you to think of it is it doubles our opportunities. Totally different neighborhood. The auditorium is similar size, so you can literally see our church uh, become twice as impactful and reach twice as many people uh, with it still being living hope uh, here in Hamilton. We have literally doubled our ability uh, to reach people for Jesus Uh, And again, I want to thank all of you for all that you have done to get that up and off the ground. Uh, It is just, so far, it has been great. In fact, you're going to love this. Every weekend that it has been open, and there's been, you know, not including the transition weekend, which was a a different, you know, set of services, of course. Uh, Every weekend service that we've had at the Gage Park campus, people have prayed to receive Jesus. Every single service. Come on, give God a hand for that. And we announced that within the campus, we were going to uh, be launching or making space for our very own worship recording studio at the Gage Park campus. We built the space in 2018, but it is just an empty shell at the moment. Uh, You'll hear more about that over these two weekends where we start to dive into some specifics for 2019. But I don't know about you. I'm excited about the prospects of us beginning to record worship in this place. How many would say it's been a long time coming, but this is the right moment. This is the right time. This is the right season where God is going to uh, use our praise and worship. So that was the list of things we, whoops, I just flipped my my mute button. That was the list of things that we uh, announced and we worked on. Now, because we are just, you know, busy bees around here, we actually did more than what is on that list. Uh, we, we probably, we did a lot of stuff this year. This was not a normal year. Uh, new campus and pastoral transition, that would have been good enough for an entire year, in my opinion. Uh, and our staff did an incredible job with all of this, but I'm going to let you know the other things that we did, that we accomplished in 2018, uh, that were additions. Uh, we began a student leadership program uh, in our youth ministry and Elevate. Jamie and Ryan have done a great job starting this student leadership program. They have taken, I think there's 16 or 17 teenagers who signed up. They went through an application process. They had job interviews uh, in the cafe with some people in our church who have like job interview skills. I mean, we've, we've made this a very, uh, you know, a, a really legit program right from the start. And they haven't just had this casual sense like, oh, anybody can just show up and sit in the back row and hear what we're about. No, it's been very clearly mandated, very clear goals, very clear uh, purpose for this. And they are doing a great job running this student leadership program so far. We believe that God has a great destiny on every single person, no matter how young, in our church. Uh, And I've been able to be in uh, some of their meetings and been helping them. Mary and I have been helping them with the uh, development of this. And I believe this is going to continue to grow in the years ahead and be a great ministry uh, in our church. From a young age, teaching teenagers how to lead and have influence among their peers. Amen? We relaunched our T-Track, our T-Track classes, our Bible classes. We relaunched them in the fall. Uh, Jeff Anderson, we announced, is overseeing that entire T-Track process. 
Uh, for this first year, he's working with uh, Matt Morrison and Gail and Gannon to teach and train them in how to be teachers, and they're learning to become teachers. We had 100 people, 100 of you signed up for the first class uh, in September, and it has just been a tremendous success uh, so far. The new class just began uh, last week, the second uh, Foundations class. Uh, and we are believing God that the more we get into the Word, the more we're going to impact our community. You can't get into the Bible and not be stirred for the things that stirs the heart of God. Amen? Where am I? Connect team. <clears throat> we launched our Connect team uh, this past year. Uh, you see them all connecting, meeting people at the Connect corner out there. Uh, you know, being friendly, welcoming people in the auditorium, outside of the auditorium. We believe that church should be a place where people are welcomed with open arms. Church should not be a religious place. Church should definitely never be a clicky place where you show up and you have to try to chisel your way into one of the clicks to get to meet anyone. Uh, and sadly, that's a bit too common in some church cultures. Uh, we believe church should be just welcoming and loving and everybody should feel uh, at home here. Uh, in our Connect Corner, just to throw a number your way, just to see the impact already on this. Now, obviously, every service, not every visitor, every uh, person who's checking us out, they don't all make it to the Connect Corner, but a, a decent amount do. So we are on track this year for over 400 first-time guests having checked in and met somebody at the Connect Corners uh, at both campuses. Over 400 people, 400 first-time guests. Come on, give God a hand for people coming to check out his house. If you ever hear someone say, I've only got a few friends, the same friends at work, my same neighbors, I've talked to them a billion times, I don't know where else I can meet people who aren't part of the church. You can meet them right in your own church. Over 400 have set foot in here uh, this year. Uh, we have an opportunity every single time we gather together to meet people and welcome them and be the hands and feet of Jesus, uh, welcoming, welcoming them in. Amen. This was an exciting one. We were able to hire Jamie Hashimoto in 2018. Come on, absolutely. Fantastic. She's been a great addition to this team, and she's actually working uh, with the Connect team uh, in the Connect Corner with the Student Leadership Program. She coordinates all of our weekend services now, and you can imagine what a job that is with two campuses uh, and three services. She has just jumped right in, and it's just a great, great, great addition uh, to the team. You may or may not have noticed this, but we now have security teams and security cameras uh, at our sites, at our locations. Again, just for extra levels of safety, extra eyes watching. There's always someone watching. Nobody's going to get away with uh, things too easily uh, around here. Um, many of you may not know this, but at our Gage Park campus this last week, a graffiti, uh, graffiti person hit us up at the very front uh, underneath our sign, and so we've been plowing through our footage to uh, see what they're doing. Interesting graffiti, though. Anybody, anybody see this? The graffiti that uh, we didn't, we weren't really publicizing it. All they graffitied all over the front brick was God. <laughs> that was it. Christian graffiti artist, or maybe they had a sentence ready and they got scared off and had to run away. I have no idea, uh, but we painted over that. Uh, we've got cameras now so that we can uh, nab people who are messing around uh, on our properties. And the last additional thing we did uh, this year that just kind of came up and boom, uh, we made it happen. And when I say, when I say we, I mean mostly uh, Marisa and Mary. We had a fasting website during our prayer and fasting week back in January. Uh, we will do that again in 2019. You want to use this resource. They have videos that were filmed every day for devotionals, you know, prayer tracks, uh, just all the info you need. What is fasting? You know, some simple ways to fast. Uh, just another resource to get into your hands uh, to uh, help you when we go through prayer and fasting. 2018 was a busy year, and I think it was a landmark year uh, in our church's history. Amen? Now, I want to really quickly go over this again. You know, some of you are brand new here. ACT, you see that all over the place around here, right? On our website, in the, in the little cards that are uh, in the seats. Activate, connect, train. This just gives a synopsis, an overview of our strategy, right? We, we see love God, love people, activate, connect, train. And I want to read a couple scriptures. You can follow along on the church app uh, with this. I want to read a few scriptures to you and very quickly uh, hit on all three of those before I start to announce uh, some of the new things coming uh, in 2019. Romans 12, 6 to 13. Go to Romans 12. 
6 to 13. It says, In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. Did you notice that? Certain things well. You're not called to be an expert in everything. You're called to do certain things well. If God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as he's given you. If your gift is to serve others, serve well. If it's to teach, teach well. If it's to encourage, be encouraging. If it's to give, give generously. If it's to lead, if you have leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. If you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tight to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. God has given you gifts to be building blocks in his house. You are not called to be a spectator in the kingdom of God. Nobody is. Someone who comes, meets Jesus, and gets saved and just settles into spectating are missing the point. He doesn't call any of us to be spectators. He gives all of us individual, unique gifts, and he wants us to learn to do them well for his glory, for the advancement of his kingdom. Remember, everything we do is always about him. Can I hear an amen? Please remember this. Your gift isn't about your fame. It's not about your kingdom. It's not about your dreams. It's all about him. It's all about him. Even people who become world famous as they just obey and follow the dream and the gift that God has given them. Believe me, they would probably have to wrestle with this all the time, that pride that would try to creep up. They would continually have to push that back and and remind themselves this is all about God all the time. Whether you're ever known, you know, internationally or whether you're only known here in your own house, it doesn't matter. You want him to look and say, ah, you are using that gift to the best of your ability. You are using your talents to further my kingdom. That's all I've asked you to do. Let him take care of who becomes famous, who doesn't. I don't know how all that works, but I do know that we all have gifts and he wants us to use them in his house. Amen? Some key themes that we see in this passage, and we'll talk about this a bit more here. You see him say over and over, do everything well. Wouldn't you agree that God deserves our best? Wouldn't you agree that he did so much for you and I that we should do well in response to him? Not half-heartedly, not lazily, not just, oh, you know, good enough. No, he doesn't deserve good enough. He deserves our best all the time. It says to work hard over and over. It says work hard, work enthusiastically. Yes, I get sometimes it is hard work. It takes discipline. It takes perseverance. It takes pushing through. And I just always remind myself of Jesus pushing through to get to that cross. If you and I ever think it's a little bit too hard for us, boy, oh boy, it never compares to what he went through to give us this opportunity. Amen? And then, of course, we see love, serving, and helping others. I always like to word it this way. It's all about him, and it's all about others. We are the, you know... Being all about us is just lower down the list. Yes, God loves you individually. God has a destiny for you. He wants to set you free. He wants to do amazing things in your life, but it's always going to end up being something that is used to benefit his kingdom and his body. Christianity is not selfish. He doesn't do a bunch of good stuff for us so we can sit at home and enjoy it all. Right? It's about God and about others. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's all about God and it's all about others. It is impossible to fulfill God's destiny on your life if you're disconnected from the church. We are planted here in this particular church, this particular body, and there's millions around the world, millions of church bodies, and God plants the right people in those ones, in those churches. We cannot, none of us can accomplish God's dreams or will for our life if we're not connected uh, to the church. So our goal here in Activate as a church is to see all the gifts all the ideas, all the abilities that are deposited into you by God, and they have been. They have been deposited into you by God. You might think, why do I have this kind of interest and this skill? Because God made you that way. Don't complain about it and compare yourself to somebody else. Say, God, you made me this way. I want to learn to do this the best that I can. I want to learn to uh, make, be as much a benefit to your house and your kingdom as I can. 
So we want to take all of those things deposited by God to become a blessing to his church. All of us to learn to work enthusiastically for him for the expansion of his kingdom in our city. The expansion of the kingdom of God in Hamilton. How many believe there's many more people yet to meet Jesus in our city? Can I hear a nice amen from you? Number two, connect. 1 Corinthians 12, 18 to 27. We read this regularly, but I think we need to be reminded of this regularly. Because again, we often get religious. We often let our insecurities and our doubts get in the way. 1 Corinthians 12, 18. Our bodies have many parts, and God puts each part just where he wants it. Again, you have that theme. You have the gift you have because he wants you to have it, and he places you where you are in the body because he wants you to be placed there. How strange would it be if the body only had one part? Yes, there are many parts, but there's only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that may seem the weakest or least important are the most necessary. I love that verse. The parts we regard sometimes as less honorable are the ones we clothe with the greatest care. We carefully protect those parts that shouldn't be seen. Well, the more honorable parts don't require the special care. God has put the body together so that extra, uh, God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, we all suffer with it. If one part is honored, we are all glad together. All of you are Christ's body and each of you are a part of it. Turn to your neighbor and say, you are part of Christ's body. We were created to be connected. You were created to be connected. Isolation is one of the key strategies the devil will try to use to prevent you from reaching your destiny. I've seen it enough now in my years in church, in my years working with people. Isolation is a killer. And isolation, believe me, the enemy loves it when he can get Christians isolated. Because once he gets us isolated, boy, oh boy, he's got a lot of time to work up here. And invariably, the wrong people kind of seem to come out of the woodwork and come around us when we're isolated. Isolation is one of the enemy's the top strategies to ruin us. Luke 9, 11 says, When the crowds learned of this, they followed Jesus, and he welcomed them, and he spoke to them of the kingdom of God, and he cured all those who had need of healing. Now, when it says when, when the crowds learned of it, what, what they're saying here is Jesus went, tried to get away by himself, and the crowds found out where he was. And so they all followed him around. He was finally looking for a breather, finally looking for a break. And the crowd said, nope, we're going to just keep tracking you down. He gives us the great example of being people who welcome and serve others so that we can direct them to God. He wanted a breather. He wanted a break. But when the people had needs and showed up, he didn't cast them aside. He met the needs. He loved on them. He served them because he wanted them to meet uh, his father. Amen? Jesus loved people around him. Our, as a church, one of our mandates is to love this city and meet the needs in this city. And you'll see that coming up over and over again with some of the initiatives that are planned uh, in 2019. We're not doing it so that we look good. We're doing it so that people are directed to him. People get directed to him as we love and meet needs within our city. And number three, train. Okay, activate, connect, train. 1 Corinthians 9, 24. Don't you realize that in a race, everybody runs, but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. I love that. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. 2 Timothy 2.15, work hard so you can present yourself to God and receive his approval. Be a good worker, one that doesn't need to be ashamed, and one who can correctly explain the word of truth. Joshua 1.8, study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all that you do. Studying and meditating on the word of God Again, you see the key phrase, obey, just like in the Great Commission. Go make disciples and teach them to obey. Turn to your neighbor and say, obey. Parents, you're saying that to their kids with a bit of extra vigor, obey. We train ourselves like athletes. We train ourselves by working hard for the Lord. We train ourselves continually in the scriptures so we can learn what it says, we can obey what it says, and reap the fruit of it in our lives. 
Learning the Bible and training in Scripture together is so, 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 so vital to your success as a believer. And again, you're going to see, you'll see a combination of things this next two weeks. Some of it that involves strengthening you and strengthening your walk with God. Some of it that involves being a blessing in our city. Some that are kind of a connection of the two. Some that are more future-looking dreams. I believe God wants us to become strong, obeying disciples of Jesus and make a mark on our city. Amen? Now, before we dive in, I'm going to now dive into 2019 uh, initiatives coming up. The first one I'm going to share, you actually have already heard, so this isn't a huge surprise. Uh, But as my wife prepares to come up and share with you, I'd like you to take a look at this video. in your dream than you are because your dream holds his dreams. Your dreams hold God's dreams and he's working it out and he's saying yes and amen to what's on your life. tell you how excited I am for that. You know, I just wanted to take a minute and to share a little bit of the vision behind the conference and a little bit more about real women. Um, You know, this wasn't my idea. Real Women Conference Shine was God's idea. He actually woke me up three nights in a row and was like, hey, you're doing a conference. I was like, no, I'm not. I don't want to. That's a big undertaking. I can't do that. The next night, you're doing it, and here's the name. Real Women Conference, Shine. And then he woke me up a third night, and he said, I want you to contact Havila Cunnington. And I'm like, she's out of our league, Lord. <laughs> she's out of our league. But she, he said, just do it. If I called you to, to, do, to ask her, I will speak to her. And sure enough, they went into prayer too, and they said, that God said that we are to be here for your very first conference. So that is how we got Havila Cunnington, and that is how Real Women Conference Shine was birthed. My heart behind this really was to have women gather in one place where we could truly take some time to deeply minister and to equip and to empower you. I really want to get you guys, women, together (laughs) and just to really take that time to minister to you and to draw out the very best that God has for you. I truly believe that in every single woman and man, but I'm talking to the ladies, that there is a unique gifting and calling in every one of you and you were created to shine and bring forth that gift. Now, one of the things that's so cool is leading up to the announcement at our Real Women's Breakfast that we are moving to a conference, I kind of felt God challenge me, and he says, why does it have to be just a conference? Why can't it be conference and a breakfast? Our heart is always to, uh, to bring the gospel to people and to expose people to Jesus, and Don't get me wrong, our conference on the Friday night will have a very strong evangelistic feel. So we want to make sure you continue to invite your friends and your family, your coworker, your co-students all out to that Friday night. And then they'll have an option to opt into the conference on Saturday as well. So we'll get them in the door. And if they want to come, they can come back tomorrow, the next day, right? But at our real women's breakfast, we generally bring in about 40 to 50% of visitors, meaning all the ladies that are there, almost half of them are guests, never stepping foot into a church, never having experienced anything about God. But this week, this past year, guess how many guests were with us? Our very best, 60% of our tickets sold were sold to people who do not attend Living Hope. Isn't that amazing? And from there, what I heard was that 
you know, the ladies that were guests who heard about the conference were like, wow, I want to come to that. So you better tell me when it's happening. So friends, you need to tell your friends when that's happening because they're asking for it. But then some of them were saying, I would never think to come to church. And many of them over the years have come to church and found Christ. This year was no different. There was a woman, actually two women who came who said, I would, I've been invited to service. I've been invited to different things, but I just don't want to come into church. But I came here, and you guys are normal, and you like to have fun. So she came to church. Actually, both of these women came to church. They both got saved. One of them, her whole family got saved. And this is what it's about. So we want to take the time at the conference to truly just invest in you, to minister to you, to equip you, to bring out the very best that God has in you. But then we also want to, in the spring of 2020, so we're kind of giving you a two-year glimpse, is also have a breakfast. And we're just going to kind of see how this goes, having only two events for real women throughout the year, because we know you guys are busy, but they're going to be really strategic, really focused, and because you're with me, it'll be really fun. Come on, so good. So good. There's going to be different topics, uh, uh, different themes, different workshops, different sessions uh, at the conference. Uh, it is just going to be a real blessing to literally all ages of women, believers, unbelievers, doesn't matter. It's going to be something that is a really, really good event. Uh, and it's our first time ever doing a conference. So that's, that's exciting in and of itself uh, to be uh, having our first ever conference uh, in 2019. Please be praying for that. Uh, you know, again, we're, we're believing God that this will be the first of uh, many conferences in the years to come. Amen? Uh, the next thing I want to share with you. We're going to be making some uh, upgrades and some updates to our Westmount uh, campus location. Uh, we still have work to do, of course, at Gage Park, and we'll talk more about that uh, next week. There's a whole front section of the, uh, of the building at Gage Park that's not done, uh, not built yet. Uh, but one thing we want to do here, you know, someday I believe we will have campuses that rent old storefronts or, you know, rent wherever. Uh, and we may not be able to, uh, you know, tie them together, you know, physically, uh, because, you know, we may not own our own buildings all the time. Try renting in different places, try different uh, church startup ideas. But in this particular case, while we own both of these buildings and we've uh, built both of these buildings, we want to we bridge the gap and have a few key things that are the same at both sites. So what you're going to see happening uh, at our Westmount uh, campus, uh, we're going to update, update the stage backdrop here. Many of you have seen, probably most of you by now, have seen the new stage backdrop that was installed uh, at uh, Gage Park. The exact same thing uh, is going to be coming here. We want them to look the same on camera, look the same when people are watching online. Uh, and we're going to be adding more content online in the months and years to come as well. Uh, so we're going to update the, uh, the backdrop, the lighting, uh, the camera. We're going to make everything here just a bit more sharp and crisp. Uh, the Westmount campus is our recording campus. This is the one with all the technology for online stuff or recording. Uh, and so we're going to make sure that it is a good, sharp, crisp-looking uh, stage, you know, auditorium presentation here. Uh, we're going to uh, repaint our cafe. Our cafe serves us well. I love the names of our cafes, Connections Cafe, and that's what happens every single service. Man, it's incredible to see uh, people connecting with one another. Uh, we're going to paint uh, the Westmount Cafe. Uh, it's somewhere in the building, whether it's in the cafe or in the foyer, I'm not sure yet, but we're going to bring that exact same huge love God, love people sign that you see at Gage Park. We're going to bring that to this campus as well. Uh, same idea, a prominent wall that you can take pictures in front of and plaster all over the internet. Uh, you know, that in and of, of itself is advertising, yeah. right? You realize the way advertising works in 2018, 2019, it ain't yellow pages, you know, it's not uh, flying airplanes over the city. Uh, it's Instagram, it's photos uh, online. Um, you know, that's, that's what gets people's attention. And that uh, love God, love people wall has been a huge, huge hit uh, at Gage Park. And it speaks to our mission. Every time we walk through the doors, we're reminded of why this church exists. And we want to do the same thing uh, at the Westmount uh, campus as well. Uh, the security cameras I mentioned earlier, we've got about 15 of them that have been installed at Gage Park. There's only two here, uh, but we're going to add more of them uh, at the Westmount uh, campus as well. So we have security inside and outside. Uh, again, you know, just security for your 
property when you're here, but also security for the entire property during off hours and during the overnight uh, time. Uh, it's just smart in this day and age to have better and more security and uh, uh, people to know that we have more security. So you're going to see some painting. You're going to see some upgrades. You're going to see uh, some things happening uh, at the Westmount campus that will kind of, again, bridge the gap. One church, two locations. Uh, and that will be most uh, prominently seen with the Love God, Love People sign and with all of the uh, changes uh, and improvements that are going to come uh, here so they look the same. So when someone logs in and watches online, they will have no idea what campus is uh, being filmed at. Uh, those of you who go here, you know the filming happens at Westmount, uh, but people online don't know that. The next thing I want to share with you for 2019, and this is a continuation of things we already do with a couple new additions and I'm super excited about this uh, because I believe God has called us to love our city. And this is our I Heart My City program. Uh, this has now grown and morphed into a major part of our church. This didn't even exist a couple years ago. I Heart My City was just a concept. I think Mary had the idea and the concept, you know, the, the phrasing behind it. Uh, and then the men started doing bike drives, and we realized, hang on a second here, you know. Uh, Lionel and Merce organized a Gage Park Carnival. We started to realize we can do a bunch of things under the I Heart My City banner. Uh, so what we're going to do this year, uh, we have two more bike drives planned in the spring. Uh, and just like last year, we're hitting up a school near each campus. I love the fact that this has worked out this way again. Uh, Central School, which is right smack downtown on Hunter Street, I think the oldest school in the city. Uh, people from all over the world at that school. Please understand this. With our bike drives, we get contacted and I don't want to say begged because that's a bit strong, but very strongly asked by schools all over the city to come and do the same thing at their schools. We could be doing 10 of these a year if we had the manpower and the bikes, and I'm believing God that this will grow into a bigger uh, ministry over the years where we can start doing five, six, seven, eight schools a year. We are asked all the time. The guys in our church who work at the school board, they say there's constant internal emails. Can we get your guys in our school? There's such need. Tons of kids who don't have bikes. This would be such a blessing. I can't believe you guys even do this. Please come to our school. So there's a huge, huge, huge need and a huge demand those, who, those of you who've been there when we've done these, you've seen the tears coming down parents' faces and some of the kids' faces. Usually the kids are beaming, though. And they're riding off and laughing and having fun. Often it's the parents who are very much uh, emotional and very much just really touched by the fact that people are doing this. Uh, for, no, just for free, just to show the love of Jesus to complete strangers. Do you understand how rare that is in our culture today? Amen? So we're going to be doing... Central School on Hunter and Shadok, which is just uh, off Garth Street, uh, Shadok School on the West Mountain. Uh, one of the men in our church works at Shadok, actually, and they've been badgering him to get us into their school. I want to share a cool story with you. <clears throat> the last bike drive we did, we did it at, I'm going to say Prince of Wales, forgive me if that's not the right name, but Prince of Wales right next to Iverwind Stadium or uh, Tim Horton Stadium, as it's now called. And when we were finished, we've got a gentleman who the last few bike drives, he has come and he's donated all the helmets, donated all the locks. He comes and he fits the helmets and he makes sure they're all safe for the kids. Like, he's just really into this. Total random stranger, you know, he doesn't attend our church. Uh, I'm not even too sure how he heard about this. Uh, one of the guys must have met him somewhere or maybe contacted him because he makes this stuff. He has a company that's, that, that does uh, bike helmets and bike supplies uh, retail. Uh, and he said, I want to come and I want to donate what I do. I love what you guys are doing. So I got chatting with him after the last bike drive. We were loading up the cars when we were done, bringing all of our stuff, you know, to leave. And as we got talking, I said, so what company are you with? And he, uh, he, he mentioned the name of the company, and it escapes me at the moment. I should have written it down. Uh, but he mentioned the name of the company. And as we're talking, my brain is, you know, the other part of my brain is working. because I'm thinking, I know the name of that company. Like, I, not just that I've seen it around town. Like, I feel like I should know this company. And then it hit me. And I said to him, where did your company used to be located? He goes, I used to be on Cumberland Avenue in a big warehouse, but I sold it a few years ago because I didn't need that much space anymore. And I moved up into the East Mountain into a small little thing. And I said, 408 Cumberland? He said, yep. Yeah. I said, that's us. We bought it and we built a new church there. We've got, we're the ones who bought your warehouse. He's like, well, are you kidding me? That's you guys? I'm like, yes, I knew. I knew your company name. And he was just thrilled. He's like, I can't believe that you're the ones who bought my old building. That makes me even more excited about who I sold it to. And he said, I want to come to every bike drive you guys do. You're a blessing to our city. I love that you do this. 
We've had a, a huge union in the city uh, who has offered donations to us. And like I told you a number of months ago, it's not very common for unions to be donating money to churches. Uh, and again, they're not donating money to a church. They're donating money to a cause. I met with somebody a couple weeks ago who is not part of our church. They don't go to our church. They don't know the Lord, but they said, please let me know. I want to come and help out at that next bike drive that you guys do. This tugs at the hearts of people. And you can take advantage of this with your friends and your family members and your neighbors. So we're going to do a couple more of those uh, in 2019. Uh, Yana and her C group are partnering with some other C groups, and they're beginning a new uh, initiative here uh, during the winter, and they're developing care packages for women living in shelters in our city, as well as women who are on the streets, either living on the streets or even working uh, on the streets. They're going to uh, be assembling care packages together, and again, this is obviously something that people are quickly willing to get on board with, because right away, we've had a mountain warehouse in Burlington has said they will donate 20 brand new winter coats. Uh, for us to take to these ladies. Uh, we had Clara brought in from the Ontario Dental Hygienist Association an entire kit full of oral, uh, you know, oral products and things to... Uh, yeah, Tiffany's pumped out of her mind over there with that one. Oral products and uh, you know, things to uh, help take care of teeth and all the materials. Uh, we're going to begin accepting... Uh, next weekend here, we're going to begin accepting donations of gently used, uh, clean winter coats, and we're going to assemble those into the package, and some of these ladies, God has put it on their heart to hit the streets, hit the shelters, uh, and begin to bless and meet some practical needs uh, among the women in our city who are kind of, you know, in a situation they wish they weren't in, a situation they never envisioned that they would be in. Winter's coming, uh, you know, and you see people all huddled in different spots around the city, uh, even through the winter. Uh, we're going to try to make sure that we meet some practical needs through the I Heart My City uh, initiative this year. How many think that this is a great way to just show the love of God to people in our city? Amen? Go ahead. Give God a hand. Once again this year... We'll be doing the Christmas baskets for families both in and out of the church, right? We keep this anonymous, but there are needs right here within our church uh, as well as within our city. Uh, the Christmas baskets, the gifts, the meals, we'll keep, we'll, we'll keep that program going uh, this year. Again, we're doing stuff the stocking, families in and out of the church, same thing. It's anonymous, but again, there's families right among you and right in our city who aren't able to provide gifts uh, at Christmas, and we just love to come along and help make that happen and boy, we've heard some pretty tear-jerking stories in response year after year after year uh, about how it ministers and means so much uh, to these families. And this is, I, I want you to get, you know, the, the kind of the heart and the vision because this is where when we say, you know, we're going to come next weekend and give a one-time generous vision offering, this is what it goes to. These things cost money, and of course, we're not going to ask people on the street to be paying for stuff or people we're trying to bless. I believe collectively as a church family, we can be more than generous to meet the needs that God will bring our way. Amen? Gage Park Carnival. We'll be doing the Gage Park Carnival again uh, in the spring. There was about 1,300, 1,400 people who came last year, uh, and I believe that's just going to keep getting bigger and better, and especially now with the church location right to, uh, by the park, uh, it'll be uh, even, uh, even a bigger event. A new initiative in 2019 is called the Big Serve. Turn to your neighbor and say the Big Serve. Big serve. We are going to get multiple groups together, and we are going to go out. We're going to specify one or two weekends, Saturdays, and we're going to get some multiple groups, people from all of us in the church, and we're going to blitz our city and clean up different neighborhoods, different school properties, uh, just meet practical needs and serve our city on a larger scale. I know some of you do this in your own neighborhood, and you walk the alleys and do cleaning and, and keep doing it, for sure. But we're going to do uh, an event here where we get out there and we serve the community. Meet a whole bunch of practical needs, clean things up, uh, and make the city a better place because we decided to take a Saturday morning uh, and all go through together. Amen? We're partnering with the Dream Center downtown on their Blue Door Food Pantry program. Uh, we actually just donated $650 to them, which is going to provide several meals to families in need, families who don't uh, have access to or funds for food. Uh, so that has literally just happened as we've been preparing this, but a new initiative that we've not yet been involved in uh, is their Blue Door Food Pantry program. And the final thing uh, that we're, there, there may be some others that come up through the year, like what happened this year, but this is what we're uh, targeting, at least, for 2019. We're going to, you know, bikes have become a big theme, right? We mentioned the bike drive, uh, and we've, you know, got big dreams and big plans for that. If you hear the men 
get together and talk about that. There's, there's a lot of potential. The need in our city is huge, but also the heart of the guys here to meet that need uh, is huge. Uh, there's an organization called Plan International, <clears throat> it's, and they have a Canadian chapter. It's one of the largest uh, charities uh, in Canada. They do international aid. They've been around for decades and decades. And we're going to be um, making a donation to them, partnering with them with a financial donation for a program they call Bikes for Business. And I've, when we, we saw this, we thought, yes, there's many things we could have chosen, but the bike one just thought, this, this makes perfect sense uh, for us as a church uh, to make a donation. And what Bikes for Business is, it is going, our, the, the donation we're going to make will go to purchase 10 bikes for women in Africa. They haven't specified which nation yet, but, uh, but women in Africa. What the Bikes for Business program is, it provides them a bicycle, it provides them job skill training, it provides them business training, and they literally begin businesses based on their bikes. Some of them have mobile businesses. Some of them simply need the transportation to start a business in the closest town or city, but be able to get back and forth from where they live. Uh, right now, a lot of them can't do that. They say many of the women in these African nations, the early forced marriages are often a result of them not being able to have employment or work uh, or get to places of work. Uh, and they've just got story after story after story in recent years of how women have been rescued from that potential eventuality and have been able to get their own businesses running or get full employment simply because people were able to provide them a bicycle and some business training. So not only are we going to be giving bikes to kids here in our own city who don't have them, we're going to be giving them to 10 ladies over in Africa who also don't have them, and it is going to revolutionize their lives far more than even a bicycle here does. How many are excited to think that we can partner with people on the other side of the world? Amen? So I know it's I, know it's I heart my city, but we also love people anywhere, uh, and we're going to uh, just make, make a donation there. How many are with me here? We're almost done. Doing half the list this weekend, half the list uh, next weekend, and we're going to come ready to give and worship uh, next weekend. Uh, the next thing that we got on the list here, I'd like to call my sister up. Why don't you welcome Marisa as she comes on up tonight? You know, the Bible tells us that, that God is looking for people who will worship him in spirit and in truth. And here we are so blessed to be a part of a church that the seeds of the inception of this church were filled with the DNA of worship. And we get to partake and participate in worship freely. We didn't have to go somewhere and learn what's worship and how do I include it in my church and how do I set up a worship team and all that stuff. We were birthed in worship. And it's something that we have been mandated to steward well. And to make sure that we guard and preserve and protect and impart to the next generation. So there's two things, obviously, that are um, one of them you already know about. The recording studio down at the Gage Park campus. We want to be able to outfit that and begin to record our own music. Our own worship. And this is, this is the main heart behind it in this season when we first pioneer into new territory. It is not to compete on the market with the Christian music that's already out there. It is to be able to put in your hands the songs that God has given to us here at Living Hope that we sing here, that we believe are for us, for where we are at as a church. And you can take those songs and play them in your car and play them in your home and maybe share them with friends. And, we, you know, obviously we hope that, that word of the music spreads. But the purpose of it is so that what God speaks for us to sing here and now at Living Hope, for you to be able to sing that right now at home on your own. We want to give that, that to you so that these are prophetic songs we been, begin to declare in the atmosphere as we're worshiping the Lord throughout the week. And we know God's going to take it further than that because he's spoken prophetic words over our church about what he's going to do with the music we record. But we don't seek to record music to see those words come to pass. We seek to record music to faithfully steward what he's entrusted with us. The second thing we're going to do, and it really ties into... Um, preparing the atmosphere for beginning to record and that is we're going to start to have throughout the year worship nights and these are not just nights where we come and we worship although that's definitely going to be a part of it but these are going to be nights where we can come in and some some nights there'll be a workshop and you can pick between two workshops 
Some of them might be spiritual. Let's talk about the theology about worship. Let's talk about the history of our church and how worship has been preserved. Let's talk about worship through the ages and see what God has done over the ages to preserve and bring back worship as we know it today in the church. Or there might be practical workshops. And these are not just for the worship team. They'll be open to everyone, but everything from vocal training to learning how to use some of the gear and equipment that we have on stage, practical things and spiritual things. We'll go, we'll do our workshops, we'll take whatever you want to take that night, and then we'll come back in for a time to put it to practice and begin to worship and fill this place with worship. We want to teach about prophetic and the song of the Lord because that's where the songs that we write come from. We will never be a church that turns on secular music and says, let's get inspired by that, and now let's write a song. We'll never do that. We want to have panel discussions before we worship sometimes at these worship nights where we can hit a topic. Let's say the topic of, is everything spiritual? Does all music have a spiritual impartation connected to it? And if so, how do we discern if it's a, spirit, if it's a holy impartation or if it's something that's of the devil? Or is there a middle ground? We're going to have conversations like this and really equip you and train you so that you don't just come to church and worship all the time. We believe God's called us to have substance and to have form. We want you to be able to come and have the form of worship, but then have the substance needed so that when you're sitting beside someone at church and they say, why, why does this church worship like this? You're equipped to be able to give them the answers that they need and train them and teach them so that they could have their own encounter and their own revelation of worship so that together, collectively, we faithfully steward what God has entrusted to us. Does that make sense? And then, of course, we'll get together and we'll worship and we'll have some powerful times in the presence of God, but we really want to just up it a little bit and make sure that we're stewarding well. Um, The worship that's been birthed in this church right from its inception. I want to read a prophetic word. That was given um, in 1996. Um, And this really just is a a timely word for now. Something that was given in 1996 is a timely word for now. As we pioneer into new territory um, with the recording studio and begin to pursue that kind of, um, um, I was going to say challenge. It will be a challenge. It will also be really fun. We're going to have a lot of learning to do. And that means we're going to be seeking advice and counsel and learning what we can from people who have already been there and done that. But our job is to have discernment so that we don't just copy what others do, but we discern what's God asking of us. And we say yes to the ideas that are going to take us closer to that. And we say no to the ideas that are not going to take us closer to that, even if they're really good, widely accepted ideas, because we have to do what God is calling us to do here at Living Hope. So this is, in closing, the uh, prophetic word I want to share with you is by David Kopp. Have I not deposited in the fathers and the mothers a deep heritage of worship and a sound that comes and flows off of the lips of those whose hearts run hard after the Lord? Is there not birth deep within the roots and in the heritage of the people of this house a sound of praise that comes like many waters? And am I not coming to this people even now into the second and to the third generation of this house? Am I not commissioning you to become caretakers and stewards and watchmen and watchwomen upon the wall? What this worship, that, that this worship would not be diluted, that this worship and praise would be kept in a pure stream. For there will, come in, um, there will come in the days and in the years to come many sounds, and there will come many doctrines, and there will come many winds of practices that would want to take worship that has been entrusted to this house into many different ways. But there is a sound that comes from heaven, and it is a pure sound. It is worship in spirit and in truth. And I do charge and commission this house and the people of this house to watch closely and to guard carefully the sound that has been birthed. Let it not be broken into various ways of this and that, but let it be out of a heart of a prophetic worship. For it is not just worship that is based in the sound of a music or in a rhythm, but it is a worship that is filled with a prophetic spirit, and it will do damage to the kingdom of darkness. It will set prisoners free. It has been the high-sounding praises of this, and this company of people have been the guardians and the caretakers. That which I have birthed out of it has gone into other nations. Therefore, know that I am laying 
laying a charge and a burden upon this house to continue to guard it, to preserve it, and to watch over it, that it not become manipulative, that it not become full of anything that would become impure. For I have need, great need, for worship that is in spirit and truth. I have great need in the coming years for worship that was birthed in this house, a prophetic worship that moves with the wind of the spirit. Therefore, know that there is a deep Deep within your roots and in your heritage, a sound of worship that cannot be imitated. Um, That is not by might nor by power, but it is by my spirit. Therefore, know that I have entrusted it to you, and I'm asking that you continue to guard it. Build firmly upon the roots of the past, and let the worship become an ascent into my presence, but let it not become diluted. Let it not become just a way of habit or a way of the world, but let it be sure and let it be built upon the foundation and the roots that are deep, deep wells of this house, and I will use it in the years to come. I will use it to bring down and to open doors into nations. Therefore, guard carefully what has been entrusted to the fathers and the mothers of this house, and I will use it for my purpose, says the Lord. And that's what our mandate is moving into this year. We are going to make sure we guard, we steward, we protect, we do our part to to be able to say to the Lord, you've called us to be a house of worship. We are going to do all that we can to, to steward well the gift that you have entrusted us with. Amen? Come on, so good. So good. You see the, already you see some themes happening here. Things that are meant to uh, strengthen us as believers and help us learn to worship uh, biblically and begin to record worship, begin to bless our city, bless our community. Uh, Learn to take the good news outside of our uh, four walls. And you're going to hear more next week as well that kind of goes along the same lines, helping strengthen you, strengthen families, uh, strengthen homes, uh, strengthen us in our uh, Bible training. I forgot to mention this a minute ago, talking about the Bikes for Business uh, program uh, over in Africa. You know, we felt that there was many things we could have chosen to partner with and to make a donation with. Many of you were at the transition service a couple weekends ago. And you heard what Pastor Danny prayed, Pastor Danny Benia, when he was here. And one of the things he mentioned was about our church uh, planting churches internationally. And he specifically mentioned Africa, uh, and he mentioned the Middle East. And we thought, hey, how great is this? God has called us to plant churches in Africa someday. Let's start sowing seeds right now. We don't know exactly how or when those days will come, but I believe they're going to come. Uh, but we can start to sow seeds uh, in that part of the world, uh, even while we're still here. And someday, someday, we're going to have Living Hope campuses or churches uh, over there, and we'll be able to meet more needs on an even greater scale, uh, being right on the ground uh, in that part of the world. Amen? Come on, how many are excited about what God is doing in your church? Come on, give him a hand as we wrap up here today. <laughs> love God and love people. That is what this is all about, and we will tie this together next weekend. Uh, We're going to share some uh, new initiatives with you as well next weekend, and I want to encourage you in this. Please remember, there's a place for everyone. There's a place for everyone. There's not a single one of you who does not have a place here. There's not a single one of you who God has placed here, and then he thinks, gee, I'm not sure what to do with that part of the body. No, he knows exactly what to do. We need to say, God, use me as you've destined. Use me as you've desired. Use me according to your will. I want to encourage you all this week to pray, to stir your faith. Say, God, I want to dive in in what you're doing here in our church. And next year, we're just going to keep building on what's already happened this year. We're believing God for more things to take place. We're believing for more people to meet Jesus. There's been 106 people who've prayed and met Jesus in our services this year. I'm believing we'll see more than that in the years to come. We're going to continue to just build on the momentum and build on what God is already doing. We're not trying to make a big turn in any direction. We want to keep building on the great foundation that has been laid here. And a lot of what you've heard here tonight and a lot of what you're going to hear next weekend, not only does it require us, to offer ourselves in A-teams and offer ourselves to serve and to make it happen, but it also requires finance. There's no way around it. We were able to open that new campus because so many of you were faithful to those building fund pledges uh, during the last uh, year to get us uh, to that point. Uh, We're going to come next weekend, and we're going to do our regular service, you know, 
worship, tithes and offerings, the whole nine yards. And at the very end, don't get up and take out, take off at the end of the message next weekend. Because we're going to uh, stick around and we're going to give a one-time vision offering. Only time, next weekend, one-time vision offering. And every cent that comes in is going to go to this stuff. Every cent that comes in is going to go to what you're going to hear about uh, next week uh, as well. And I believe in God that he's put these dreams and these ideas and these visions before us. The funds will be provided from our midst to make it happen. I fully believe that. I remember when we built this building, this addition, and we had Pastor Iverson come, uh, who we were hoping to have come this time, but Roxy was able to, which was a great blessing. Uh, And he came, and our parking lot wasn't done yet, much like our parking lot isn't done at Gage Park. I'm sure he would have done the same thing this year if he was here. And he said, hey, we can't have this. We can't have a building all finished and all done, but the parking lot not done yet. He said, you invited me here to speak and to dedicate your building. He said, well, I'm going to do a, I'm going to, I'm going to get you to give. And he, he gave himself and he said, I'm going to do a one-time offering right now to get that parking lot done. And almost $35,000 was raised on the spot because that's the generosity and the faith that exists in our church. Back then our church was a third of the size that it is now, half the size that it is now. I believe next weekend we can absolutely come with generosity and believe, God, that we are going to fund and then we are going to roll up our sleeves to do all the things that he's destined us to do next year in 2019. I don't know about you, but, I mean, we're only halfway through the list. I know what's, I know what's coming next weekend, but I hope you are as excited as I am and as excited as we are here to be able to partner with these different organizations, to be able to bless our city in these various ways. This is what it means to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Even into some of the tough, difficult places in our cities that people would rather just ignore. You can't, as Christians, we can't ignore them. We can't ignore. We're called to love and to serve. How many believe God's got great things in store for our church? Amen? Come on, give God a hand as we wrap up here today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't you close your eyes?